It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at armyhistory.org. Hello and welcome to Talking Geeks. I'm Mike and I'm joined by Gary. Hello, Gary. Uh, no, this isn't Gary. This is the voice of Barry White uh, calling from beyond the grave. Um, <laughs> no, this is Gary with a severely uh, disjointed voice. <laughs> you are, you are, you are a soldier to me. I know. I, I, I feel like I need someone to come and mop my brow on a regular basis. I'm not going to do that, but... Uh, oh, okay, fair enough. No, that's fine. Okay, it was worth <laughs> um, asking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you may, be, you may be hearing a bit more of me than you will be of Gary uh, this week, I'm guessing, just because Gary... I think it's, it's a slight struggle for Gary to, to talk too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so basically we are going to talk this week about the last two episodes of Twin Peaks, episodes 9 and 10. I think the last time we were catching up was during the very, very bizarre episode 8. Yeah, that's uh, right. I, st- I still don't think... I-, I think that's what caused the uh, the loss of voice. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is what's I happened. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very possibly. Um, and I think after that week, you know, everyone kind of thought, what's going to happen now? Is this going to be some sort of turning point? Is everything going to mm. change? Or what, you know, how is this continued? Um, it turns out it's continued exactly the way it was going before episode 8. So it just sort of carries on and almost... We almost forget episode 8 ever happened. Really. Um, and, and sort of carries on with all of these numerous plot threads. So we'll just sort of go through it. Rather than sort of go episode by episode, we'll sort of go through the main kind of plot strands and how they progress across these two episodes. Um, so yeah, so we we start off with uh, Evil Cooper. So we catch up again with Evil Doppelganger Cooper. So we saw him get shot, and well, it seemed pretty severe when it's in episode eight. But apparently, seemed fairly, fa- seemed fairly fatal. But you know, yes, exactly. Um, and he seems very much the same as he was. I mean, there was that strange sequence in part eight where all of those uh, woodsmen kind of surrounded him, and they pulled yeah. out what looked like his entrails, and then they pulled out a big blobby bob head um kind of i thought oh what does that mean if bob as bob kind of left him does that mean something else will be left or you know whatever anyway nothing seems to have changed with evil doppelganger cooper he seems exactly the same with or without bob inside yeah. him so who, um so we meet him again he, he's sort of wandering uh, lonely uh, you know having been shot and abandoned by his mate and then he comes across two allies two mates they're played by tim roth and jennifer and lee they're very much these kind of white trash redneck he tends to kind of spend his time with i absolutely Um, loved um tim roth's character yeah oh he was great i I mean tim roth is a great actor end of but i absolutely loved this kind of like kind of almost like nonchalant villain that he was playing totally yeah yeah. it's been a while since i've seen tim roth pop up in any it's good to see him i hope he comes back i hope that wasn't his only scene well uh, i think because of what they said i think you will see them again yeah, I think I think so. So basically, D- Cooper tells him he basically gives them orders to kill people. Essentially, mm-hmm. so he he, uh, he he tells both of them to go and kill the prison that was uh, yep. in the prison that he was he was locked away in. Uh, and then he says, and then after that, I've got another job for you. I've got someone that you need to chat. But I, I yeah. not that I not that I remember. I may be getting that wrong. But essentially, okay. the gist of the conversation he was telling these two kill this guy and then go to las vegas on else for me but we don't yep. know we don't know exactly who yet i think most people are predicting dale cooper he's still desperately trying to get rid of dale cooper um as are lots i would of think people. so 
Yeah. Um, so, so that, and that's pretty much see of, of, of doppelganger Cooper across these two episodes. And in that scene, he also sends a text to somebody and we'll pick up on that later. Yes. Um, meanwhile, I'll, I'll go through sort of what's been going on in, in South Dakota and in that kind of strand. So basically, we, we, we return with Gordon, Cole, and Albert and Diane, and they are now at the morgue and they are sort of examining this dead, we now know is the body of Major Bree. Um, and they go and, and sort of check it out. They're trying to figure out what's. Meanwhile, Diane received from Doppelganger Cooper, so she's. Well, um, well, no. Okay, I have to. I have to interject here. Yeah, we don't on. know it's from him. Oh, I suppose it could be the identical an identical text from someone else. Well, or, well, the other theory that um I have I've been looking into is that Agent Co- sorry, Evil Cooper sent it to Philip Jeffries. Yeah. Philip Jeffries sent it to um, Diane. There are a couple of theories as to why that is. A dead, uh, evil Coop uses an old Nokia flip phone. Yeah. And he types in what you call title case. So the first word of the line is in capitals, the rest in lowercase. Yeah. Diane gets it on her iPhone as an iMessage right. in capitals. Now this is this is the minutiae of Twin Peaks. Therefore, I don't I don't think it's a hundred percent from him. It's obvious ah. that I think it's likely. It's like eighty percent likely, but it's not a hundred percent in my opinion. No, well, it's you never quite know with David Lynch whether or not he just doesn't care about that kind of thing, or whether he is thinking that much to it, and it is a clue. So well, I think knows? otherwise. Why would he? Because he Lynch is deliberate. Why else did um, a evil coop ask for a Nokia flip phone? Yeah. And why else did Diane open it as an iPhone? Yeah, yeah, well, very, very possibly. Bear yeah. with me, I, I need to do, my next door neighbours have just decided at this moment to know the lawn, so I'm just going to shut my back door <laughs> so, that, so that this doesn't get recorded, hold on. So yeah, I suppose we don't know exactly yet, but I, I guess that's what the, the, we're, spo- we're supposed to believe at this point, aren't we? That she's received a text from Agent Cooper and she's not told the others about it. So, yeah. You know, is she is she secretly betraying them? Is she not? Has well, it, she got a plan? It's something that Gordon and the other FBI agent discussed, isn't it? Because they're obviously uh, monitoring her conversations. Um, yes, so in yes, episode yes, 10, yes, we so find that, out that they know that she got the message. And the message was the conversation around the dinner table is lively. That's right. Yeah. Now, um, who knows what that could mean? Well, now, the again, the only explanation that I've been able to find that makes any sense is... Well, even then, you know, I mean, the the conversation that you saw in Firewalk with me in the in the Black Lodge, it was yeah, a conversation yeah. and it was lively, but it wasn't a dinner table. There was no food being eaten. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, well, there is a there is another scene, isn't there, where they were above a convenience well, that, store in yeah, yeah, yeah. and they sat round the sort of table. Well, it, it's a formica table, isn't it? He makes quite a point of saying it's a formica table, right. but it, there's no that's food. Right. No, apart from Queen Corn, there is. Queen oh, that's corn. a good. Well, yeah, but that's not. Well, I don't know. It's a good point. But see, that's the only explanation I found for that message yeah, that yeah. that even makes any sense, and I don't even think it makes that much sense. Who knows? It could just be code. It could just be him saying, "Yeah, I'm still very much alive and well and talking." Yeah, you know, I've been shot, but I'm still here. Absolutely. You know. Who knows? Um, in general, I like these scenes with these guys. I, I'm a big fan of Gordon Cole and, oh, Albert, yeah. and Diane, actually. And, she, and I love these little kind of interplays between them, the three of them, in, the, in these two episodes. Like, it works really well. And that, I, it feels like they're the closest thing we have to sort of protagonists, yeah. to actual characters who we follow week by week. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's, it feels like you're kind of on quite safe ground when we're with these guys. Yeah, I feel like with them, the plot's moving forward. I kind of think I know, not exactly where it's going to go, but it's like, it's following a logical, because it's an investigation. Therefore, there's yeah, always, exactly. this leads me somewhere, this leads me somewhere else. Whereas a lot and of the other feels- strands feel very disconjoined, you know, very uncon- unconnected. Yeah, it's true, and yeah, you kind of know that. I think it's, I think it's going to be up to to bring all these plot strands together. Yeah, They're literally hopping on a plane every episode and flying between all these locations, kind of putting this jigsaw puzzle together. So yeah, it's kind of nice to see where the, these guys as they progress with their solution, and they're just funny. There's that weird moment when the three of them are just sort of stood in silence outside. Oh yeah, smoking, smoke and stuff. And there's these brilliant kind of quirky Lynchy moments with all three of them as well. You can tell David Lynch is having a lot of fun with filming. I think. Yeah. Including being in the scene himself, you know, I mean, so... Yeah. Must be very strange. Yeah, exactly. 
So then from, from seeing this dead, headless body, they go to uh, speak to the man who was accused of killing the, uh, well, the, uh, at least the woman whose head they find on the headless body. Yep. Um, and this is Bill Hastings, who we haven't seen since parts one and two, played by Matthew Lillard. So we finally catch up with him. I didn't think we were ever going to see him again after the uh, initial two-hour pilot. Yeah, I remember saying um, that in one, I think, the first episode we recorded. We were like, where's he? You know, we want to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's so good, and he has this brilliant scene in the prison cell when he he is hysterical and emotional yeah. and completely over the top, you know, blubbering um, about the situation he's in. But actually, kind of mid blubber, he gives away quite a lot of quite interesting information. And part of me thought, why the hell didn't this in episode one? Yeah. But anyway, he kind of decides to blurt out all this stuff about how uh, him and this woman he's accused of murdering, the two of them were investigating uh, the idea of extra of other dimensions and other worlds yeah. and they ran up they ran a blog together um called what is the zone and you can actually go and visit i, I was gonna say you, you you've been there yeah zone. you've gone to oh, it of course. of course brilliant Absolutely. this is totally and utterly and it was is it it's like, like a geocities website isn't it it's like it's like yeah, it's, it's so brilliant good. for that and yeah if you don't already go no go there just i think you just type that into google don't you and you get taken there um, yeah, and it is yeah. it is brilliant because and it's got some great little kind of little bits in it, you know their kind of diary about what they encountered. It's brilliant. It's great. So basically, they, they call it the zone, this other dimension yeah. that they've discovered. I'm guessing that the zone is probably the same thing as the lodge or the black lodge or the white lodge. Um, you know, I, I guess that's that. There's some kind yeah. of parallel. There. That, yeah, I would I would um, think that. Especially because he then rules that actually before and he encounters him in this zone, uh, sort of hiding there. So, you know, who knows? He is now in some way called Black Long, so mm. the plot thickens with Matthew Lillard. What, wasn't it Very kind of experience that this is where Major Briggs went to lay low or something? Or, yeah, or, or, yeah, or, or it, wasn't, it wasn't hide, it was, it was kind of like wait. This is where yeah. he went to wait until something happens. And as far as most people know, you know, like his son, for instance, Bobby, he dies. And, yeah. uh, you know, 25 years ago, just after Agent Cooper left Twin Peaks, or even... Dies in a fire at his die. office, doesn't he, or something, or where he works. But ob- yeah, but obviously he somehow went into hiding or he went into the lodge, because then also there's that moment this is in part three when Cooper is in that weird floaty house. Oh, yeah, and his head floats by. Major Briggs's head float by. <laughs> and, of course, he has been decapitated. So is his head still in the lodge? All perfectly normal, lodge? nothing to see here. You know, yeah, yeah. Perfectly normal. Only in Twin Peaks can we have conversations like yep. this. So, <laughs> um, so who knows? It, it, but it's nice because all these different elements are starting together. Yeah. Um, and the only other no- thing of note that happens within South Dakota is uh, he gets a knock on his hotel room door, opens it, and Laura Palmer is stood there in the corridor. Mm. Um, a kind of weird spectre, a sort of... It's basically footage from Firewalk With Me um, of this sort of ghostly young Laura Palmer crying. And then it kind of slowly disappears and Albert's there. But, you know, who knows? I really... I loved that moment. It was quite a chilling moment. It, it was. What it means. Well, again, the theory is that this is Gordon foreseeing the death of Albert. Um, oh, now we all know, unfortunately, that the actor who plays Albert did pass away after filming um, this series. So this could possibly be yeah. the way in which they sort of solve that problem. Because, of course, you would think that if there was another series, we hope there will be, um, that you would expect Albert to be in it. So we, th- some theories are out there that this is him foreseeing Albert's death. Very possibly. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point because I think before in the original series, before characters like Maddie yep. died, there would often be these kind of weird visions and absolutely. And um, yeah, it's interesting because we we didn't really know up until this point that Gordon Cole was able to kind of see these things, like characters like Agent Cooper and, and Laura Palmer's mum mm. were. Gordon Cole is suddenly able to kind of have these, now, but you know who knows. But uh, yeah, it was a good moment, and and again, like that, this part ten was full of moments like that where you feel like something bad is just around yeah. the corner maybe about to there, there is definitely in episode 10 a real sense of foreboding like as definitely. you say like something major is going to happen there are people moving into areas where other characters are you know all this sort of like right go to vegas and kill two people and we need to go yeah, here yeah. as you say there's that real sense and the music is kind of a bit more darker again um yes. so I, I don't know i get yeah i get that feeling like you I mean, we're exactly, episodes 9 and 10, I mean, we're exactly pretty much at the midway point now. So mm. it, it feels like all these kind of cogs are finally starting to turn a bit and things are starting to happen. Yep, so we still yeah, have, and we'll perhaps catch up on this at the end, so many people we haven't seen yet. Yeah, oh God, oh yeah. Oh, no. 
Um, and we still have a brain dead Agent Cooper. So if we move into Las Vegas now, yes. kind of what's going on there? So, um, so we've got Dougie, or he is actually Agent Cooper, but I think of him as Dougie because he's, just, he's he's a bit more he's a bit more Dougie than Coop right now. Exactly. Um, I think I when we spoke a few weeks ago, I said I predict that by episode nine he'll be back to Agent Cooper. I was I was very wrong. You, well, the thing is, is that I don't I don't I I I I, I wish I could have agreed with you, but the problem is I I've seen how this is going and I don't. Do yeah, you know what yeah. I? Don't don't even know if we're going to get him in this series. No, I've started to realise that. I think, I think possibly I, the last could, scene, maybe. Be the, yeah, it could be the ending, like that he's back, which would be such a shame because if this doesn't get recommissioned for another series, oh. ratings apparently haven't been that good. Uh, it, 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 we may never see the proper. Can you imagine the petition though? Now, can you imagine the uh, the furore online? Because there wasn't yeah, an online yeah, yeah. twenty five years ago to speak of. No. So, very Showtime very would true. probably have to shut down the internet for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I got. I just. I, I. I. kind of partly want another season and partly don't because I just think, God, what does that mean? That, does that mean nothing's going to get resolved this season if they're planning on doing more? But uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, so we pick up with Dougie where we left off in episode seven, which was after he got attacked by Ike the Spike, um, and he saw a vision of the little tree, the evolution of the arm thing, and he yeah. squeezed his hand, and the and Ike the Spike got ran off basically, karate um, chopped, even, like a bit, of, a bit of his hand on a gun as he ran away, uh, and uh, and yeah, and, and so he's Dougie is now in the police station with his wife Naomi Watts, um, and basically they're trying to sort of figure out what the hell happened here who was responsible they figure out that it was ike the spike someone they've been after for a long time uh, and then meanwhile they also they nick dougie's coffee cup and they kind of swab it and they take some of his yeah. dna to find out who um which again i'm sure is an interesting point that's going to come back in a couple of episodes they match it up with agent dale cooper for example well, that, that's or, the interesting or, part is that it'd be interesting for us as, as viewers to see whose dna is it because we're yeah, as confused yeah. as everybody else about who this really is. Well, technically, that is the body of Agent Cooper. Yes. It? I think that's what we're supposed Certainly to do. as we saw in episode 10, uh, where he went for his yeah. physical, where he <laughs> appears to have lost considerable weight from the Dougie character. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, he, he he goes and gets a checkup, doesn't he? And then it's kind of everyone is suddenly in shock that he's not this overweight Dougie anymore. Jane and Janie E's wife starts to kind of see her husband in a new light. It's fair to say and an awakening kind of, of some sort. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely an awakening and there's a, a re there's a reigniting of a passion mm. there, I think. And then uh, literally cut to next time we see them, they are they're having rampant sex basically. Uh, yep. And it's it's a very awkward slash funny slash sweet uh, you know yeah that, that's, that's, there's, a, there's a few more emotions in there but yes um. yes yes exactly um, very funny and stupid and 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 goofy but but I I quite enjoyed it <laughs> my my theory is I'm not sure what it's going to take to bring Agent Cooper out of Dougie because at the moment they're trying a lot of things and nothing's working yeah nothing is working nothing that's, is working uh, yeah. There's little bits, I suppose, when, we, when he was in the um, police station, he was looking at the American flag. And again, there was that little yeah. kind of realisation, you know, that kind of, you know, Agent Cooper's love of America. Um, but yeah. still, it didn't yeah. drag him out. Um, so... Yeah. That was a great little moment as well, and then he sees a woman walk past wearing red shoes. Yeah. He kind of glances, and there's a close-up on the red shoes, and people, again, have different opinions about what that means. Some people think maybe it's like striking a, a, a distant memory of Audrey, who wore very similar red shoes. I was waiting for that music, but he didn't do it, so I don't yeah. know. I was definitely waiting for the Audrey Horn theme at that moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then another theory people have is that it's that it's Wizard of Oz and, and everything of they've oh, yeah. parallels Wizard of Oz. And of course, he came back from the Black Lodge without his shoes. Of course. And you know, th there are some people that have the theory that once he finds his shoes, he'll find his way home. You know, like Dorothy almost. But he did, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of symbolism of red shoes. This is true. And he did fixate on the power socket on the wall, which is of course how he came out of the Black Lodge into the world. 
Yes, exactly. So, without issues. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But that was an interesting moment as well. And, uh, you know, again, David Lynch is so good at stuff. Just kind of making you take note of every and going, ooh, that could be important. When actually it could not be. Whatsoever. There's people sort of theorising over... It's the, and This is the name I remember because it's fascinating. It's the Fusco brothers of the three cops. They're brothers. <laughs> uh, and it's fantastic. Yes, that's right. They've all got the same name. They've all they? got the same yeah. name. So I assume they're brothers. Um, the Fusco brothers. Yeah. And, and everybody's picking up on the way in which they stand because they stand very uniquely and the way in which the middle one only really is there for the laughs you know yes, he, he just yes, tells yes, these yes. really sort of stupid jokes and the others laugh along I agree yeah, with you true. sometimes I think David Lynch does it because he knows people are watching for this yeah totally and it's this, just this insane mix of kind of really quite immature goofy humour absolutely and this really deep and dark stuff, which we're which we're going to get into. But yeah, it's it's crazy. But that's that's always what Twin Peaks has done mm. well. And you know, definitely in terms of tone, it deals very much in some. Definitely. Um, so uh, yeah, elsewhere in in Las Vegas, there's still these other characters floating about. There's this guy played by Patrick Fischler who kind of sits in this office and he has helpers come up to him. He's often sending people out to do various things, and we don't really quite know yet. He seems to want rid of Dougie um, because um, basically one of Dougie's colleagues, one of the insurance uh, investigators yeah. that he was stitching up, comes Patrick's the character, and uh, and he he tells this guy, you know, I'll oh, go and visit the Chum brothers, tell them Dougie thirty million dollar payout. Mm. You know, make an enemy of Dougie. Um, uh, so you know, again, it's more people that are out for Dougie's blood, essentially, or age group. That's well. right. I mean, the one thing actually, I'm not sure if we mentioned this. We now kind of know that Dougie had a car accident a few years ago, because that's how yes, we that's yeah. how we was in touch with this doctor. So either that's they right. just, I mean, what I can't understand. I mean, obviously, I know it's supposed to be sort of, you know, I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be modern times, isn't it? It's not supposed to be set. 50 years ago or something stupid but you feel like nobody's realising this guy's almost a vegetable nobody's doing any mental health checks it's so it's so bizarre it's hilarious and it's it, it, it must be in some way to do with obviously what Dougie was like yeah because you know? none of them are, are seem surprised that he is this kind of well we, we don't like really that. have any idea we only had one scene with Dougie uh, two scenes sorry with Dougie in it one when he woke up with his special lady and the second yes. when he was in the red room yes before his head explodes a- absolutely uh, yeah. as, as it does yeah. uh, again yeah, it only does. here on Talking Peaks do you hear that um, so yeah we really don't know anything about Dougie but we're getting these little pieces as you say that perhaps his character wasn't a million miles away from what we're seeing yeah yeah and you know it's 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 kind of sweet and sad and you think it's heading for bad places for uh, Dougie's wife and kid yeah it feels like they're kind of falling more in love with Dougie than they ever were uh, and and you know who knows what's going to happen how long is he you know, so I think Naomi Watts' character in for a, a lot of heartbreak at yeah. the end of the season possibly um, well she's falling um, for so Agent Cooper not Dougie that's the thing isn't exactly. she really I mean that's the exactly. weird thing and or really kind of neither because he's neither yeah. Dougie or Agent Cooper at the moment yeah 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 exactly so weird um, very weird and then and then yeah we've got these Mitchell brothers who see him so did, you, did you and, laugh and at the fact these... they're called the Mitchell brothers I'm sorry you know for yeah, UK uh, audiences hilarious. that is a bit funny it's good yeah it's good um, and then they, they, you know these guys we've seen them before we've seen them kind of beat people up yeah they run the casino where these... Dougie won all his money didn't they Exactly. So they hate Dougie already, you know, and yeah. uh, and they've got these three women that sort of stand <laughs> in their office. Uh, who kind of lean against the wall in this kind of tableau-like fashion. They wear these pink dresses. They look like something out of some kind of, I don't know what, 19th century can-can show or something. Yeah. Um, Traditional and, kind uh, of Las Vegas, we... I suppose. You know, that kind of old-school Las Vegas showgirl exactly. type. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, we, we get to know one of them a little bit better in episode 10. Um, one of them called Sandy, who... Uh, there's a scene when she's kind of trying desperately to swat a fly with a remote control and yeah. then accidentally whacks one of the Mitchell brothers round the head. Well, she, she whacked Robert Nepper, again, great actor, prison break, etc., yeah. etc. And again, really good in this kind of, like, simmering evil role. Um, I thought he was going to kill her, personally. I yeah. was surprised. I'm still, yeah. I still think he might. Um, 
Well, just he was kind of quite nice to her about it. Yeah, he? he was kind of like, "Oh, don't worry about it." She felt she basically cries and feels terrible for the rest of the episode. Pretty right? much, he's just kind of like, "Oh, don't worry, it'll you know, it's fine." Honestly, Did, it's a very funny, quirky, weird. Do you moment. feel that they're kind of brainwashed in some way? I kind of got this feeling that they're kind of drugged and placid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with anyone in that. They all feel slightly off, out of this world yeah. as characters, and it's very strange. Maybe this is just how David Lynch feels about Las Vegas. Maybe, or yeah. maybe there's more to it. Who knows? But uh, yeah, definitely something weird going on there. Um, but all of that in general I found quite entertaining. I found the, the Vegas stuff entertaining. As ever, I'm just desperate for Dougie to, yeah. to stop being Dougie, to be honest. I think, but, I think know, the majority of the, the, the Twin Peaks groups or forums or anything I think this is their number one major complaint now is you know it's great Twin Peaks is back please give us Dale Cooper yeah it's true it's it's torture it's it's like it's almost worse than if Dale Cooper you know hadn't been in the series yeah, at all yeah it's, it's almost as if yeah that the actor said you know what I can't and this was like you yeah. know this was the run yeah, around exactly. you know yeah, it's it's really it's really excruciating because I like pretty much that if Dale Cooper was it would be yeah. perfect. You know? But it's it's very yeah it's it's frustrating. But equally, I suppose that's what keeps everyone on tenderhook. I mean, there are so many week, great you know? scenes coming. You know, when he reunites yeah. with anybody in Twin Peaks, with Gordon, with Diane. I mean, there's a dynamic we've never seen. Yeah, exactly. You know, all exactly. we ever knew of Diane was the tape recorder. So there are yeah. so many things that we need to see. And as you yeah. say, it almost feels like well, I don't want it rushed. So there's only a certain amount of episodes left. Don't don't drop me of this a bit of this of these scenes, please. That's it. That's it. And uh, I, I, that, it's going to be such a big moment when it happens yeah. that I now can't imagine it happening any time before the finale. I just don't think that's just going to, like you say, it's not just going to yeah. drop. It's not just going to happen suddenly two thirds of the way in. It's, at least is what I'm guessing. I hope Who so. Knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so then let's move on to all the stuff that's going to Twin Peaks, which I think is where most of the action is now happening. Actually, Definitely. Nice kind We're of, getting more and more majority. Twin Peaks, aren't we? In each we episode, are, I think. And, and, and I've been loving pretty much everything going on in Twin Peaks, actually. Maybe um, apart from the bit where um, uh, the, the, the two idiots in the, uh, twin, in the sheriff's department choose a chair. Oh, yes, yes. That yeah, annoyed me. That, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting a bit much. And- Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 Razors, Gillette Labs Razors and Blades, Venus Razors and Blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Uh, um, what is he calls her? In... What is he calls her? It grinds oh, me every time he uses it. Pudgy or something. Punky. Punky. Oh, yeah, yeah. my skin crawls. I don't know why. Yeah. It's weird. I, I, they've they've kind of made those two characters so much extreme than in the first series. Yeah. You know? She was she was a bit ditzy, but she was still quite a good you know she was quite a good colleague and an ally, and she used to like secretly write down conversations over here. And, and she was quite perceptive and... as well. Yes, I mean, exactly. I remember out in the woods, she, she was quite perceptive and. Now yeah, she's just exactly. a comedy character, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. So if we start by talking about the people in the police station, then so obviously we've got Sheriff Truman, we've got the new Sheriff Truman, and we've got Hawk and Bobby. Yeah. And it's great actually that Bobby kind of now very much seems a bit more part of the team instigation. Definitely it's great. I, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, 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 I'm liking Bobby so much more now than I did in the original series as well, which is cool. I, I have to um, say, episode nine was a sort of spotlight for me on how good of an actor now Dana Ashbrook, isn't it? how good an actor oh, he yeah. is the emotions yeah. that he showed in episode 9 were fantastic yeah. I referenced in, I think, yeah. in an earlier episode where he walked in on Hawk in the conference room and saw the picture of Laura and how yes, good that just, was there's a kind of old Twin Peaks moment yeah 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 and, and throughout yeah, episode 9 he just good. shines 
yeah he, he steals it and he has all the best moments um, so yeah let's start with that moment so they're, they're basically still trying to figure out what's going on with all these kind of case files they've opened mm. up where they uncovered Laura Palmer's diary page and um, they go and see um, Major Briggs's widow so Bobby's yep. mum and they go and see her she's played by the same actress and that's and that's a really lovely scene and she sort of says and it's a very peaks moment where she sort of says oh um, my husband told me to turn up like this well it, it was great was because she didn't she said one day so, um, Sheriff Truman Bobby and Hawk will come and she makes that point she said I suppose you are Sheriff Truman and it is that lovely yes, bit yeah. where you get that little nod again to the fact that he's not the Sheriff Truman but he's a Sheriff no. Truman so the prophecy still works yeah, I exactly. love that it's really good and then she goes and, 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 and in true Twin Peaks style she's got like a secret compartment yep. inside a chair Brilliant. and uh, and pulls out this kind of weird stick this kind of tube um, and, and then she goes and makes them coffee and it was just like a, a classic Twin Peaks moment the whole scene was just so can't cool. believe they all turned down the coffee the first time I mean come on I know, I know, I know. It was a lovely moment. Uh, and then and then Bobby actually knows what this kind of tube thing is. He says it's like a puzzle, and he knows how to open it, doesn't he? Which yes. is a really nice moment as well. They take it back to the police station, and he does this weird thing where he kind of throws it really hard. He sort of lobs it onto the floor. Yeah, kind of almost um, like, a, like really heavy throws it. Yeah, and, and then he holds it to his ear like it's some sort of tuning of hum. And then he throws it again, and yep. then it opens. I mean, it's just it's hilarious. So, yeah, he does that and pulls out this tile of paper, and written on it is like, it, well, it's basically a bunch of symbols, and um, and it, it, he recognizes it as kind of map cool, um from a place that he used to go as a child with his dad. It's like a kind of make-believe place in the woods. You know, play. this is called Jack Rabbit's Place. Yes, now, exactly. I immediately got a, um, uh, a flashback to um, the film... Uh, which has Jack Rabbit Slims, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah, and I don't know why, because I'm sure it has nothing <laughs> to do with it. But the fact that it was Jack Rabbit was very sort of yeah, like, oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Now I don't know. I'm sure it's got nothing to do with it. But in my mind, I was like, maybe it's maybe it's near a restaurant or something. Who knows? Because Who Jack knows? Rabbit it's, Slims it's, was an old fifties diner, similar to but- the Double R. Yeah, totally. Very true. Although, you know, David Lynch just loves those kind of old 50s yeah. kind of words and sayings and names. And, you know, maybe it's just that. But but yeah, so uh, who knows what this Jack Rabbit's place is? And there's a date on it um, uh, that, that, you know, that's written on this scroll of paper as well. And the date is like two days from it. So yeah. does that mean something big is going to happen in, in maybe in the next episode or in a couple of episodes time? Well, you know? as well, just again, a flash. Feeling of something is... Just a flash to Las Vegas again. Did you notice that um, the, the Mitchell brothers were watching a weather report? Mm. Now, did you pick yes, up on yes, the fact yes. that in two days time the weather's going to change? Yeah. Exactly. So again, he's exactly. leading you, and it's not like the weather was on in the background. Robert Nepper's Mitchell brother stops and turns the volume up for that part. Yeah. So you know yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah. If you know you're Lynch, you know like you're supposed to pay attention to something on here. Yeah, something big is coming yeah. in a couple of days. So yeah. Uh, so that was all very very cool. Loved all that stuff. That felt like real classic yeah. to me. Kind of them visiting people, drinking coffee, opening clues, not really quite knowing what the hell's going on, but being very intrigued by it all. You know, it was, it was great. And I love the way that they've tied Major Briggs into all these mysteries. Yeah. Well, know, they've got very, that very link cool. with Bobby, so it's great that they're using that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, it's great. And, and you know, it's a very, again, a very Twin Peaks thing. Even though the actors died, the kind of ghost of this guy still... Well, there's so gone, many of like them. I mean, we saw the Log Lady again. I know you're going to talk about that later. But it was, it yeah, was just great yeah, to see yeah. the Log Lady again. It really was. And again, that feels like quite a big moment. So, yeah, I mean, let's go on to that. I mean, Hawk, then the next time we see Hawk is on the phone to do the log lane. And and she basically, she gives a, a, a message that's very kind of odd and but 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 it, it sounds important so i'll read what she says she says hawk electricity is humming you hear it in the mountains and rivers it dance among the seas and stars and glowing around the moon but in these days the glow is dying will there be what will be in the dark remains the truman brothers are both true <laughs> they are your brothers and the other good ones who have been with now the search complete watch and listen for time and space all comes out now this, that which is and is not. Laura is... I mean, who knows? People have been decoding that on the internet. I was going to say, if you know what that days, means, but... answers on a postcard to um, yeah. David Lynch, perhaps. Because um, I haven't got a clue. As you say, there's bits of it which I think I can work out. Yeah, but the actual yeah. whole I mean, message it's... is just so head-scratchingly great. 
I wonder if just basically, it, again, it's another sign of something is about to happen. Because the last time we saw the log lady, she was on the phone to Hawk saying, again, something confusing and ominous. And that was right before... Well, that was before when he found the Laura Palmer diary bit, wasn't it? As well. Yeah, and also it was just before... It was literally just before Agent Cooper came out. Ah, uh, right, of course, and yeah. So I wonder if that means something mystical is going to happen. Again. You know, who knows? Who knows? Um... But again, it's oh, I've just I've just had an idea. Just around the corner. Just had an idea. Mm. What if it means Laura's coming out of the lodge? Well, yeah, I mean that's a theory that a lot. Have you seen that? I just thought I I thought that was just my idea. Damn, Um, because this episode was called Laura is the One, um, which you know again, lots of people reading lots into the titles of each episode. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. You decide. Um, But yeah, there is that, and of course, the one thing we do have is Sherilyn Fenn is alive and well. Oh, totally. And we saw her. We saw her in yeah. episode one, didn't we, in the lodge? And also, what happens to her is she kind of gets beamed up exactly. in a weird way. In the exact same way that Dale Cooper got kind of beamed downwards when he when he got sent back to Earth. So, yeah. And, and then, obviously, there's all that stuff with episode eight where she got fired into a map of the United States. That might not have happened in the past. That might well, Absolutely. We don't present. know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <sighs> this could mean she'll come back. Yeah, she might I feel like I feel like we need, like, a three-hour finale episode just to clear all this up please mr lynch i know well maybe in the next eight episodes we'll yeah work, maybe because a nice eight hour finale that would that would be satisfying i'd be happy um, i'd be happy yeah exactly um so so yeah that's basically what goes on in terms of the police investigation in twin peaks all quite interesting stuff all leading to something potentially quite exciting. and then you've got these other sort of random residents of twin peaks that come and go throughout yeah. so first of all there's this th- there's uh, there's uh, amanda seyfried who is shelley's daughter and her husband um who's this kind of just one of the many abusive psychopath men in Twin Peaks, it seems. Leo um, version 2. Yeah, basically. Who we see very briefly, they're in a trailer park and he's being pretty nasty. I didn't her. even recognise that was Amanda Seafried. I have to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, you barely see her, yeah. but I, I recognise the two of them and I recognise that actor from the last time they were yeah. together. Um, but uh, yeah, and we see Harry Dean Stanton's character who kind of owns that trailer park who we've seen briefly, briefly already. This well, that, that's the trailer park kind of, where from Firewalk With Me, isn't it? Yes, the one where Teresa Banks lived. That's it. She disappeared. And the, yeah. where she, where, so again, and the missing is, ring and all that, where all that comes from. Yes, and where, what's his name? The FBI agent that was a terrible actor. Chris Isaac. He well. wasn't that. Bad, yes. was he? <laughs> he was a better singer <laughs> than actor, I'll give you that. <laughs> he was pretty terrible. Oh, better, um, okay. Yeah, so he kind of sits there despairing as this guy shouts as yeah. he throws a mug out the window. And again, throwing a mug of coffee out the window is not something Sacrilege that Twin Peaks. in Twin Peaks. Exactly. Just going to show how evil that that husband must be. Um, if he threw out so cherry we'll pie as well, he would be he'd be you know public enemy number one. That's it. He'd be Bob. <laughs> well, you pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, so that's kind of all we see of those guys. Don't know what's going to become of them. Very odd. Um, and then and then basically what we get is lots of different strands all connected to the Horn family. We pretty much see across these two episodes every member of the Horn family, yep. except the one that everyone oh, wants to see again. <laughs> Please, Audrey yeah. Horn, where are you? Yeah, still no sign of Audrey Horn. But we do see Audrey's brother, Johnny Horn. So yep. this is her brother who had kind of special... We saw very briefly in seasons one two. Um, first time we see him, he's running full pelt at a wall in season three. Yeah. And smashes his head in a really excruciatingly painful-looking moment in, in episode. Um, and the, the, this is the brilliant part with um, the little um, teddy bear. Hello, Johnny, how are yes. you? Hello, Johnny. Harry. Yes, and it, yes. it's as we said with Lynch it's that bit where first of all it's funny then it's gone into that bit where it's annoying then it's funny again then it's annoying and then it's funny again because it's so yeah, repetitive totally. totally and it's it's classically yeah. that moment so first of all I should probably say like so then we we, we see Richard Hall yes. um, who is the kind of really nasty piece of work who we saw earlier on in the season uh, you know basically assaults some women in the uh, in the roadhouse yep. club and then hits and run a small child and basically and so he's all, all a, a proper bad egg this guy yep. uh, next time we see him he is he's going into the caravan of a, a, a very nice lady who we saw briefly earlier on in the season um, who actually witnessed it and run and he basically takes care of her and, and, and kills her quite brutally and violently and then leaves it so that her gas 
is on, so it will obviously either the van will blow up or everyone will think she died of gas poisoning. Exactly. Um, and then um, he then makes his way to hit to uh, Johnny. Well, no, hold on. There's Johnny one bit. There's the one bit there, isn't there? She told him that oh, he yes, wrote yes. a letter. She she wrote a letter to Sheriff Truman, and he calls up his mate, who's the dodgy copper, the, in the sheriff's yeah, office. Yeah. And there's that bit with him and um, the bit in the. Uh, uh, where where she, he he goes into reception to intercept the mail. Yes, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I've completely forgot. About it's that quite part. important yeah, because we now know that he's got like an inside guy in the sheriff's office, which I think might come back later. Yes. The guy who everyone hates called Chet. That's it. it. Yeah. In the police don't eat your lunch. Who's, don't yeah. eat your lunch in the conference room, Chet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The one who basically everyone kind of has to hate, and it turns out he is a proper dirty cop. Oh yeah, and yeah, he is he is in a in alliance with Richard Horn. So so yeah, Richard basically brutally murders this woman, leaves her with her oven uh, gas leaking in her flat, calls this cop and says, "Get rid of the evidence, you know, get rid of the letter." Then he makes his way to his grandmother's house and he calls her grandma. So this is how we know. Would he yeah, is in have we ever him. seen her before? As because I don't remember seeing Ben Horn's wife before. Yes, yes, we did see her. That's the, really? that's the same actress. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When did we, so I mean, like, not, not wishing to be too, but when did we see her? I really don't remember seeing her. Yeah, like, we saw, well, we saw her in the very last episode. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, ...of season two, where Ben Horn gets his head smashed into the mantelpiece by Doc Haywood, when there's that whole story about... Oh, how, um, yes. He might be Donna's dad. Yes. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Well done. And and at the very beginning of season one as well, there's a dinner scene where they're all sat oh, there okay. and very quietly. And I think in the uh, funeral scene as well, she's often with Johnny, kind of looking off me. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so we only see her very briefly. But anyway, she's back here and she's and she's still living with Johnny and looking off to him, but clearly not living with Ben. Mm. It seems as if they may have separated. Yes. Um, uh, anyway, she's living in this house with Johnny. Johnny has just suffered this head injury, and now he's he's basically t- she's she's bandaged him up and she's tied him to a chair. Yeah, and he's got like protection from- on his hands and on his head to stop him from kind of hurting himself. Yeah, and he sat opposite this talking teddy bear thing, which just says, yes, hi Johnny, how are yeah. you? Or hi Johnny, how are you? And over again on a loop. And in this very bizarre moment, while this is going on, Richard Horn comes in and said, Grandma, I need some money. Then basically attacks her, throws her to the floor, um, causes chaos, nicks all of her jewellery, her money, everything, and, and then leaves her and abandons her baby. So, uh, again, just another indication that Richard Horn is, is pretty much evil incarnate. And, you know, it yeah. is in some way all Audrey's son, does that mean he's Dale Cooper and Audrey's son? I'm still thinking that's looking more and more likely. Certainly, you would think that if he hasn't got any Bob in him, that he is Bob, because he's certainly yeah. acting in the sort of psychotic way that evil Agent Cooper has done. You know, randomly yeah. killing people, putting out hits, you know, he's got a plan, he's got a motive. Um, yeah. yeah. I, re- sort of I really... Less- I really thought as well when um, when Richard Horn Senior picked up Ben Horn, sorry, picked up the phone. I really thought that was going to be Audrey. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was going to be. Hi, Dad. I need to talk to you about you know my brother. All those things. Yeah. I really did. I didn't think it would be his ex-wife. But there yeah, you go. I know. I know. Everyone is on tender hooks, and Audrey is definitely back this season. So we're still waiting for it to happen yep. again. Again, that could be the thing that wakes up Dale Cooper. You know, all these little moments absolutely meet and stuff. Yeah, it could be that in the last episode, Audrey meets Dale Cooper, and that's how he wakes up. That yeah, that oh, wouldn't that but, be good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's very possible. Be good, but, but then uh, I'm not. I'm so not yeah. waiting another 25 years for series four. No, hell. I'll be I know, I know. how will I? I'll be about 59. No, 69. <laughs> Plus, David Lynch will be long dead. Well, that's true, right? yeah. So uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, so, so yeah, lots of weird stuff going on with the Horn family. Ben Horn, meanwhile, is still trying to figure out what this humming noise is. In the yes. Hotel. There's, there's almost an exact same scene as the one that happened. Yeah, there was. It was with, weird. Uh, 
very weird. And and he has a kind of moment with um, Beverly for him. Hey, and they nearly kiss, and then he sort of says, I can't. So it's kind of a, a very brief scene that gives us an indication that Ben Horn has changed. I think mm. he's, he's, he's somehow become a better man than he used to be, I think. And he um, says, a good man, Ben Horn, you know. I don't know whether it means he's become a better man. There was always a bit of strangeness about Ben Horn. There was always yes. a kind of like, he did bad things, but he didn't seem like a bad person. But he never, never had a, any qualm with sleeping with girls and having affairs. Sure, but that, that, I, that didn't necessarily, I mean, like, there was obviously the whole thing where it could have been that he killed Laura Palmer, but he didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So there was always that part with like, yeah, Ben Horn was shady, he had affairs, he was a dodgy businessman, but he wasn't a killer. No, totally. So totally. there was always that kind um, of like... And then, of course, when he went mad and recreated the Civil War in his office. Yeah. I yeah, loved that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, definitely. It's just he he was this kind of very... Like like you say, it was this big shot business that took other people down quite mm. The way he was with Josie and Catherine, those characters, not to mention all of his prostitutes and the brothel that he owned. Yeah. He seems very much now... And we've not seen much of him, but it seems as though he's mellowed with age, I think. And, yeah. And I think that scene gives... God legit, as it were. This, he's got this beautiful woman coming on to him and he says I can't do this I think we're led to believe by that scene he's changed as well mm. but, but who knows maybe maybe from having a grandson who's so evil has changed him well yeah who knows? and who we knows? don't well yeah I mean we don't know what connection I know he's grandfather to grandson but we don't know what interaction has ever been between Ben and, and, and Richard Horn. yeah and you know, if something really awful has happened to that, a lot of people have you know theorised. You know, maybe again that had a, a a rift on the whole Horn family, and maybe that's why the parents have split up. And, and Ben's not the same as. He and was. that's why his brother uh, is seeing a talking shoe in the forest. Yes, and then yeah, completely. I mean, probably one of my least favourite strands yeah. in this series so far is Jerry Horn. Never one of my favourite characters in the no. series either. Who, who basically, there's like one moment per episode of him doing something silly in the woods where he's high or stoned, and then like there's a moment when he talks to his foot, or there's a moment when he gets lost and doesn't know how to get find his way home, uh, and all these kind of, po- like, they, at the moment at least they feel very pointless moments. Yeah, I suppose the only thing is, he's in the forest, we know what lives in the forest. Yes, we know that yes, the, the forest is a portal, so I mean, you know, in that sense, is he going to stumble upon... I mean, is he the one that's going to stumble upon the Laura Palmer that comes back from the White Lodge? Yes, exactly. That could Don't happen. That could because happen. at the moment, yeah, I agree with you, I have no idea why he's there. But there must be a no, reason. No. It's a bit like the I Dr. Think, Jacoby storyline now. I'm now scratching my head. But there must be a reason. Because yeah, now we saw him be, again I... ranting about the government. And this time we got a glimpse of Nadine, didn't we? Which was quite and nice. her, I um, still want more Nadine. Her, uh, her blind shop. Yes, <laughs> brilliant. Yes, she finally owns a silent drape rug. Where shop, is Norm? Is fantastic. Is it Norm, her husband? Fine. Oh, um, Ed, Ed. Ed. Where is Ed? Because it's no, sorry, it's Norm Macdonald is the actor. Where is Ed? Yeah, yeah. Again, I, know, I need him. I he was all over the previews. You know, when they did like oh, yeah. when they did the interviews with the cast that I saw before this came out, he was like one of the main talking heads. No pun intended. Well, we, we, we still don't know yet whether Ed is still married to Nadine, whether Ed is married to Nadine. Yeah. You know, we don't know what the situation is. We're, we're he might not even be in Twin so Peaks, I suppose. He must be, though, because like you say, he was in all the promotion. He might, He's going to pop up at some point. Sure, but it's I would have thought he'd been a more major character. But he's... Well, I suppose he still could be, but... For me, he mm, was always kind of like the very calming influence on the first seasons. He was that kind of level-headed, calm voice. Yeah, he was. And he was kind of a bit of a vigilante, like he sort of helped... The oh, he was, you know, in the, um, what was it, the, the, the Buckhouse Boys or something, yeah, or the... That's it, the Buckhouse Book Boys, Boys, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if that might, you know, because w- w- whenever there was anything strange, they would call on the Buckhouse Boys, and maybe at some point they'll give Ed a call, you know, if something is going yeah, on. Yeah, oh, that's sort. a good point, yeah, they could call Ed to come... See, that's what makes me think he's not into Twin Peaks. Is that you're right? I well, think maybe. I think you're right. It might be that they ring him and he comes back. Yeah, very possible. <sighs> yeah, I mean there must be a, there must be a reason why he's holding out on revealing Ed. Yeah, so long, well, it, it's, it's that whole point is why... that we're we're holding out on Ed, Audrey, the real Agent Cooper. Yeah, you know, there's so yeah, many things yeah. that you say we're we're just chomping at the bit to get to. Totally. I kind of get why Audrey and A. Cooper, not that I like it, but I get that those yeah. are two, the two of the most beloved characters. I, did, I never really felt like Ed was, but maybe there's a reason why we're building to finally reveal Ed. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a big room somewhere. Hopefully. 
yeah yeah um and i you know i think that's pretty much it the only other thing that's worth mentioning is that there's one moment in the nightclub where two girls talk to each other yeah uh, about zebras and penguins lots of animals that are black and white make of that what you will and then uh one of them reveals a really nasty rash on her arm and that's about it yeah and again that was like mr lynch you're introducing new characters in episode nine what are you doing you know, yeah, and again, yeah. it's it's almost as if he is just like breaking every television boundary that he wanted to yeah. break in the eighties. You don't introduce new characters over halfway into your series. It's an unwritten yeah. rule. He's just ripped those pages I mean, up. They might not be new characters. They might just be a clue. You know, they might. Well, that's be... it. But then you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You you know. You think of a series of twenty four. In episode 13, yeah. you wouldn't just suddenly get a brand new character working at CTC that no one had ever seen before. CTU, sorry. No. <laughs> so it's so no, weird. But I mean, it is, and, and that's why Twin Peaks is so groundbreaking. It does throw out those conventions. Um, again, I love the bit at the end in the roadhouse, you know, with the singing. I really love that. I mean, I know some people, I've seen some people who are like, Okay, I'm I'm over the concerts, you know. Move on, but no, I really love it. It's it, it, it's it's like it's almost like a Lynch thing now. Well, it is, but it I is, it, it, and it is. I mean, what's great is that it's almost it's different every week. It so, is, and it fits the mood of that episode. Absolutely, and that kind of sums it up a lot. I, I need I it. need Julie Christie in episode in the last episode. I don't know if she's still I alive, wonder. but please. Yeah, I want. But yeah, you know, really great. I loved I loved the music. I think the thing that people the problem people have with the music and they don't realize it is probably that when you get to the music, you realize the episode. Yeah, and you, and that's the one thing that happens when I see a performer suddenly at the roadhouse. I go, oh shit, really? Is that it? Well, there was only <laughs> you know? there's only one episode where you didn't have a performance at the end where she know I strike a light too. One was episode eight because they had it in the middle, Nine yeah. Inch Nails, yeah. and then one episode was the one in the diner. Where you're looking yes, at the right. cam, you're almost looking through like a security camera overhead. Yes. Uh, um, and there was a uh, there was a, a moment that was the same episode where we watched a man sweep in the, that's in the empty roadhouse. Yeah, phrase. those are the only yeah. two episodes where you didn't get songs at the end. But yeah, you're right. It's almost like a marker. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I ain't turning yeah. off. So, this is the kind of show where you need to watch the credits. Oh, it I'm is. sorry. That, again, I love that you and you. you, t- you everything is a clue. Or yeah. Everything feels like it, and including even what song, what the songs are, and what the lyrics are. Yeah. You know everything. Three little details. And that, and, and as you say, that's the beauty of it. Some of it's important, but you don't know which bits yet. <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> exactly. you have to watch and listen and look at everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. <sighs> Overall, I thought I thought these were quite an intriguing two episodes because they they both kind of really moved the plot along. And I think like. that's what you and I said we wanted at the end of episode seven was we want plot. We loved episode yeah. eight, but we want plot progression. And I think we got that in abundance in these two episodes. And you know, like we've repeatedly said tonight, I think both these two episodes make you feel like something big is about to happen. So who knows? Next week's episode is called "Let's Rock," and who knows what that might mean? Uh, that was the that was the phrase that the uh, little man said in the red room the first time we ever saw the red room. So whether or not that's a clue, who knows? But uh, you know, something big might just warn us. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. I love that. Let rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was also written on a car, I think. In the oh yeah, in Firewalk with me, it was in the car that they found. Yeah, yeah. So clearly that's important, and that's what next week's episode was. So who knows? Indeed. Love it. Um, and I think that's it, isn't it? We haven't missed anything. Else. No, I think I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to go through. It's very plot heavy. Indeed. Um, could I ask you to plug the email and the and the and the and the twitters and how the how the universe can get in contact with us? Yeah, oh, you're going to have to remind oh, me. Oh, right, okay. I, don't, I, I don't just know. tried to stick it in the chat, but don't worry. Um, yeah, it's yeah, cu- yeah at gmail dot com. Um, if you want to send us an email with your thoughts on Twin Peaks, um, if not, you can send us. You know, if you only want to stick to 140 characters, then who can blame you? It's how the world works. Uh, you can contact me on at the Gary Show, and you can contact Michael. Lovely, yeah. You can contact me on at M Munster. That's M M U N C E R. And uh, we'll be back hopefully next week um, to talk about yeah, episode eleven. You might, have, you might have a voice back. By oh, you never know. It's not you like I've got. Anything. It's not like I will spend all day working on phones. Oh no, hold on, I do. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> so I know. Terrible, isn't it? So yeah, thank you very much, Michael. Thank you very much. Now for the.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.